Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Can you hear him today? He's stalking after you. Turn it up, Joe. Turn it up, way up. He's following you. He's stalking you. He's got the smell. He's got the scent of your sin. He's got the scent of your depression, of your worry, of your fear. Yeah, your fear is calling out to him. Come chase me. Come after me. Your anxiety, your worries, he's smelling the scent. He wants to control you. He goes about, the Bible says, as a roaring lion. He's stalking like a lion stalks his prey. He's stalking after you, waiting for the moment to control you, waiting for the moment for you to submit to his evil and his destruction for your life. The Bible says in John 10.10 that the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. The lion goes about, the roaring lion is going about looking for the opportunity to sink his teeth into you. To drag you into fear and worry. To drag you into sin. To steal the joy of the Lord from your life. To steal the promise of God from your life. He's after you. Some of you this morning, you can feel his breath on the back of your neck. He's so close. When you turn around, you thought you had the victory. You thought you had breakthrough. But every time you turn around, you hear his taunting. You hear his lies. You'll never make it. You're never going to be good enough. You don't have the promise of God. Yeah, he's just lying to you. Just like Adam and Eve in the garden. He just, he's lying to you. And you feel you come to church on Sunday. You come to church on Wednesday. You go to a group. And you feel like you've got the victory, but you find yourself on Monday back with the lies of the enemy tormenting you. He comes to steal, to kill. He wants to kill you. He's after your soul. He's after your soul. He's after the word of God that's on the inside of you. He's after that word to snuff out your hope. He's after that word to destroy and to kill you. Can you hear him this morning? In Revelation 
chapter 12, verse 10, the Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. He's getting closer. He's getting closer. He knows the sin. He knows those hidden sins. He knows those hidden skeletons in your closet. And he's constantly bringing them up before you to slow you down, to stop you in your tracks, to kill you, and to drag you away from the promise of God. Constantly accusing you. Constantly telling you how you won't make it. Constantly telling you that you're not a child of God. Constantly whispering the accusations against you, the people around you speaking out accusations, the lies, the lies. Oh yeah, the lies, the patterns, the cycles of the old tapes, the old things, the old way of doing things keep cycling around. The stalker, the devil is after you. In Matthew chapter four, verse three, he's called the tempter. He knows the temptation. He knows just where to apply the pressure. He's been stalking you like the roaring lion. He's been stalking his prey. He knows their weakness. He knows the moment of their vulnerability. And he's watching you for your moment of vulnerability. He's the tempter. Yeah, he doesn't come when you're your strongest. He doesn't come when you feel strength. He comes when you're vulnerable. In Luke 22, he's the sifter. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. He wants to sift you, tempt you, destroy you, kill you. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 7, he has set a trap for you. He's pursuing you. He's stalking you. He's getting you into the place where his trap is set. But you've made yourself easy prey. You've made yourself easy prey. You've spent your time hanging out with the devil. Listening to the people who want to tell you that you'll never make it. Spending your time around people who are telling you lies. Spending your time in the world instead of saturating in the word. When you, when you allow your emotions to control your life. In your, in your own will, your carnal, your carnal emotions, your carnal mind, your carnal will. When those control your life, you allow yourself to become easy prey. You might as well just say, here devil, come kill me. And we come to church and we get in the prayer line and we worship and we do all the right things. Hoping that somehow it will fix how we live during the week. When God just says, get out of the enemy's prey. Stop living in the territory. Stop living in the land where the devil is stalking.
In 2 Corinthians 2, 11, it says, we are not unaware of the devil's schemes. We're not unaware. We're fully aware. We're fully knowledgeable. They've been revealed. There's nothing new. He's got no new agenda. There's no new battle plan. It's been laid out from the beginning. We've seen it in the garden. It's all through the Word of God. We know His plan. How do we not become easy prey? Psalms 1 tells us, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. If you don't want to be prey, don't walk in the counsel of the wicked. Stop listening to the wisdom and the advice of the wicked. They're leading you into the trap set by the devil. Listen. What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Whose opinion weighs on your life? Who has the authority to speak truth into you? Listen. Be careful who you allow to speak into your life. Be careful who you listen to. You don't have to receive everything that's spoken. You don't have to receive every word that's spoken. If someone tells you something that is contradictory to the word of God, you stop them. Say, I hear what you're saying, but I do not receive it. I do not have to receive that doubt, that fear, that unbelief. It does not have to germinate in my life and produce a root of offense. I have authority over my ears. Or Psalms 1, it says, or stand in the way of sinners. Do not, does not sit or, or does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of the sinners. There is a highway, Isaiah said. It's a highway of holiness that you've been called to. How did you get off, O oh believer, from the highway of holiness onto the pathway of the unrighteous? You've been called to a higher life. You've been called to a higher road. You've been called to a narrow road. But, but it is the highway of heaven. Don't take the detour onto the path of the unrighteous. Oh, there's exits. You can find your way off that road and and start finding yourself off on the shoulder of the highway, listening to the taunts and the torments of the sinners. Initially, you were walking in counsel, but now you're standing still. Initially, you were walking down a path, but you were, you were still listening to ungodly counsel. But now you've stopped to ponder it in the way of the unrighteous. Hanging out at the garden tree when God said, don't touch. David goes on in Psalms to say, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sits. Notice the progression. 
walking, standing, now sitting. You've pulled up a chair and made it your home. And what's coming out of your mouth? Mockers, gossip. Well, that's not really God. God didn't really say that. He couldn't do that. Mocking the work of God, mocking the plan of God, sitting, listening, sitting in the way, and now you're speaking. Devil, come kill me! In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. We don't hear much on holiness these days. The church in large. Come out. Be separate. When the world accepts the church as it is, the church has become more like the world. The church was never and will never and should never be accepted by the world. They're in opposition. Do we love the lost? Absolutely. Do we have compassion on the hurting and the broken? Absolutely. But that's not where I reside. I'm a pilgrim. I have citizenship in heaven. This land is not my home. My eyes are fixed on a city whose maker and builder is God. This world does not have a hold on me. Come out, be separate. Touch no unclean thing. You've been sanctified. You've been set apart. Have you ever had a piece of clothing that you just really, really liked and it was only for special occasions? I had a pair of pants that I was going to wear today. I really like the pants. They're, they're not a cheap pair of pants. They're a very comfortable pair of pants. They're not inexpensive. I like them. And I went to iron them last night and get them all ready for today. And I noticed a nice little Clorox stain on my nice pants. I thought I had separated them to the work of nice days. <laughs> I thought they were sanctified, holy, for special occasions. And they became stained. And I thought, I really like those pants. But more than that, I thought those were not cheap pants. And I really like those pants. God has separated you for his work. You're not a common, casual occurrence. 
You're not just any old person. You're not just assigned to any old task. Well, anybody can do it. Anybody can fill my role. You are unique, created by God with an intended purpose. Set apart, called out for a unique calling that no one else can fill. I want you to think about that. That in all of creation, God called out humanity. Made them unique. In the unique set of humanity, He's called out His chosen. You're called out of His creation. A divine purpose, a peculiar people, a special person. Called out. You could read into that wherever you want it to go. You're special. And in this world of called out ones, he's made you his unique expression of his glory. There's no one else like you. The glory of God is resident on the inside of you and is expressed through your life in a way that no one else can. Did you hear me? You have been called out to be separate. And it's not just because God got mad one day and decided that I just don't like sin, so you've got to, here's your list of no's that you can't do. Sometimes that's our view of God is when we hear those words, holiness, we interpret it as a list of no's. When you are set apart, when you are ordained for something greater, it's not about a list of no's. It's about what he's trying to do through you and in you. But if you keep hanging out in the mud, he can't get you to the holiday at sea. If you would rather play in the sand and build sand castles all your life, he can't get you out into the ocean depths. He's called you to be separate. He's called you out. Jeremiah 29, 11. I love this. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. He separated you. He told Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mama's belly, before mama and daddy ever got together, before you were ever a thought in mama and daddy's mind, I knew you. I set you apart. I, can I tell you a thing? It, 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 you might be born today into a family that, that mommy and daddy's situations don't look so great. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Mommy and daddy, that, you know, 
It's hard to find your place in that mix. But can I tell you that God says, before mama and daddy ever knew you, I knew you. Before mommy and daddy ever had a plan, or maybe there was no plan for mommy and daddy, it's all good. Because I had a plan. And what is that plan? Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Don't become easy prey. He's walking along, he's stalking. smell their scent. I smell their sin and he's pursuing you, stalking you. Hmm. Where'd that smell go? I don't smell that smell so strong. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? What? What is that? I know that smell. I'm familiar with that. It's the blood! It's the blood! It's the blood! He's after you. He might be stalking you, but just like the devil has been stalking you, God's been after you as well. There's a blood has been applied to your life. The blood has come. In Exodus 12, 13, the blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I, everybody say when I, when I see the blood, <laughs> woo, when I see the blood, I will pass. I will pass over you and no destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Yeah, the enemy might be after you, but the blood has been applied to your life and he no longer smells the stench. When the blood comes, it obliterates the stench of sin. When the blood comes, it obliterates the smell of your past. It obliterates the smell of temptation. Yeah, when the blood comes, it it, it erases all of those things. Revelation says they overcame him by the word of their testimony and by the blood of of the Lamb. Has the blood been applied to your life? Oh yeah, the the devil might be stalking you. You might be here today and hear his taunts, hear the lies. But I want to tell you, if you will walk in the blood, if you'll walk under the covering of his blood, does anybody hear me this morning? If you can get under the blood, if you walk under the blood, Devil, the blood's been applied to that area of my life. You can't, you can't go there. It's off limits. It's, it's gone. It's been cast into the sea of forgetful. I don't know what you're talking about telling me I'll never make it. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not what the Word of God said. I don't know what you're talking about when you tell me about my past because it's been removed and I don't know what it is. It's been removed. Oh yeah, I know. I have shadows of what that person used to be. But it's under the blood. 
It's under the blood. It's under the blood. Some of you need to be reminded this morning that the obstacles and issues of your past are obliterated under the blood. The only person that is holding you back is you. God's already broken the chains, set you free from the lies. You've just got to stop walking in them. Stop listening to those things. Stop sitting in the seat, walking in the path. Get on the path. But his law is a delight to my soul. Psalms 1 says, in his law, I meditate. In his word and who he is, I find my delight. Yeah, the blood's been applied. I've got a, I've got a new hankering in life. It's not a thirst for sin. It's not a thirst for the old way of doing things. There's a change in my life. He's been pursuing you. Psalms 23 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. From the, before the moment you were conceived, goodness and mercy were assigned to you. Oh my God, you missed an opportunity to shout. Before you were ever conceived, goodness and mercy were assigned to you. When you showed up in that bar and you tried to get drunk and, the, and it just didn't work and you couldn't figure it out and people can Goodness and mercy were following you. When you tried to get into that relationship that God didn't want you in in the first place and you just couldn't figure out why it wouldn't work. Goodness and mercy were following you. When you tried to get in that accident and it just didn't happen, goodness and mercy were following you. When the devil tried to shut you up, goodness and mercy were following you. They've been assigned. Yeah, I, I just think sometimes we need to just pause. We get so busy, so busy in life going from one thing to the next. Just pause for a moment in your day and say, hey, goodness, hey, mercy, come on, let's go. They're with me. Romans 8 says, who? Who? Who that? Who is going to separate me from the love of God? His love's been pursuing me. Even while I was a sinner, Romans 5 says, while I was an enemy of God, while I was a sinner, when I was lost in my sin, God demonstrated His love towards me in this, that while I was a sinner, Christ died. Yeah, the devil was after me. He wanted to ruin my life, drag my soul to hell. He wanted nothing but lies and deceit filling my life. But the blood came. God was pursuing me all the while. Yeah, the, the devil was going about like a roaring lion. But the lion of the tribe of Judah overtook the enemy, defeated his plan, and nailed it to the cross and made a public spectacle of the plan of the enemy. He revealed it. My goodness. He's been pursuing me. Psalms 139 verse 7 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? You're always with me. 
In the midst of the hurricane of life, your presence is with me. In the midst of the issues, your presence is with me. In the midst of my school, your presence is with me. In the midst of my job, your presence is with me. In the midst of my community, your presence. I can't leave. I can't leave it. Even when you tried to sin, you couldn't leave it. Even when you tried to make a mistake, you couldn't outrun him. You hear me? Yeah, you thought it was your own stupidity, but it was the presence of God that made you look foolish. He's the one that stopped you in your tracks. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord your God is in your midst. He's in our midst today. He's in your, you can't outrun him, friend. The call of God in your life is irrevocable. He's drawing you in. You're trying to run, you're trying to hide, but take wisdom from Jonah, it won't work. Take wisdom from the prodigal. It won't work. I'm not just talking to sinners in the room. I'm I'm talking to people who call themselves Christians who are trying to hide, trying to hide under the bush, trying to hide under the table, trying to snuff out their light, trying to entertain themselves with the world's recipes. And they are eating a cake of disaster. Come out from under the table. God's got your number. He's pursuing you. You can stop listening to the lies of the devil. You can stop listening to the torment of your past. And boldly declare the blood has been applied. Victory is mine. I am a child of God. I have been delivered. I have been set free. I have been placed here with a purpose unique, uniquely created by God for my life. I am a unique expression of the glory of God. I will not shut up. There, there, listen. The greatest, we talk about this all the time, the greatest display of the glory of God is His redemption of fallen man. Is there any fallen men or women in the room today? Are there any? I said, are there any fallen that have been redeemed? You understand the mercies of God. There is a display. There is an expression of the glory of God in your life. Get out from under the bush. Hide it under a bush. Oh no, I'm going to let it shine. You are a city set on a hill. I'm here to declare over your life today, this is the stalker's last stand. 
I said, I'm here to declare over your life today. It is the stalker's last stand. It's, he can't. He's not going to go any further. He's not going any further. The lies are stopping. You're going to get out of this cycle. You're going to move into breakthrough and walk in your victory. The blood is being applied to those areas of your life today. It's time to stop the cycle. I, my God, I'm, I feel this so strong for somebody this morning. You've been in the cycle, running from the enemy, running from his lies, running from his taunts and his torments, trying to get some reprieve, trying to get some rest. It affects how you sleep. It affects how you eat. It affects how you live. It affects your relationships. Everywhere you turn, it's affecting your life. the blood man time to say the blood draws a line it is indelible I'm not going back why don't you stand with me this morning I want to read this in the devil's nostrils is the scent of sin he knows the place where you'll give in. Hot on your trail, nose to the ground. He'll track you down, you will be found. His sense of smell is strong, you see. Wherever you go, wherever you flee. The stalker is moving and his sense of smell, his only goal is to take you to hell. Every time you sin, your location is made clear. To the demons of hell, they will draw near. But good news, my friend, I have this day to offer to all who desire not to be the devil's prey. There came from heaven many years ago God's only son to save your soul. He saw the devil hot on your trail. He knew his plans would take you to hell. There was only one way to destroy the scent. His death on Calvary, your salvation would win. He came to earth to shed his blood for you. There's nothing more that you can do. You must believe on Him, Jesus Christ, God's only Son. Now the scene is different to the stalking one. Hot on your trail, sinner doomed to die. Devil sniffs on, with Him you'll fry. His nose in the dirt follows you along. But what have we here? The scent is not as strong. Something messed up this obvious trail. It's not the one he knew so well. Where's the sinner in frustration, he frowns. I was about to move in and take him down. About that time, down on the ground, the smell of blood his nose has found. The blood is strong, the scent is new. Somehow he knows his stalking is through. With his nose he comes to the nail-scarred feet of the one who obtained his certain defeat. His eyes lift up to a spear-pierced side, then onto his hands where he was crucified. The Lord opens his mouth and he bellows out the news, Devil, you've lost. The hunt is through. The scent of sin, now you can't smell. My blood, it covers you. Know it well. So rejoice, my child, for through God's own Son, the stalker has lost. Your salvation is won. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise this morning. 
Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Thank you, 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 Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My goodness. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.